Disney Decipher, podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. In today's bonus episode, we talk to Nathan Firesheets a little bit more and build the ultimate Disney theme park. Be sure to check out the last episode in this feed for Nathan's Disney Global Ride Challenge report. Find old episodes of this podcast at DisneyDecipher.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon.com slash DisneyDecipher, where you receive bonus content. Or you can support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing Joseph Chung at TravelMation.net. If you have any questions, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at WWDeciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As A Joe Flies, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Disney Deciphered. If you listen to our last episode with Nathan Firesheets, who just recently completed the Disney Global Ride Challenge, go back and listen to that one. It's the last one in the feed if you haven't heard that yet and hear all about what Nathan did and uh, some of our thoughts on Hong Kong Disneyland and some random thoughts about flights. But in this bonus episode, uh, we still have Nathan on. This is the second half of our interview with him. And Leslie and I talked to him about building the ultimate Disney theme park based on all the attractions uh, in the world. Before we get to that, uh, just quick reminder, as always, you can find us on YouTube now, youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered. Also find us wherever you find audio podcasts. We'd really appreciate a positive review. Find Leslie at Trips with Tykes all over social media, and you can check out her website, tripswithtykes.com, for lots of great family travel tips. You can find me at As Joe Flies all over social media, and if you're looking to plan a Disney trip, email me, josephchung at travelmation.net. And for Nathan, can't remember if we talked about it here, so just in case, you can find him at a coaster story with underscores between each of those words on YouTube and Twitter. Hope you enjoy this bonus episode, and uh, we'll be back with another episode next Wednesday. Thanks, everyone. When you go to 12 parks in 12 days, obviously, we want to know what your favorite attraction from the different parks were, but we thought what it would be a fun thing to do is like uh, the all-star game, you know, we want you to build your ideal 12 attraction theme park, Disney theme park, but you have to use at least one attraction from each of the 12 theme parks. Now you don't have to worry about theming. If you don't want to, you don't have to worry about like, it could be all coasters. It could be all dark rides, like whatever you want, but we wanted to hear, you know, if you were picking one attraction from each park to build your Nathan fire sheets, at a underscore coaster underscore story on Twitter and YouTube's perfect Disney theme park, you know, what would you do? And uh, so, well, let's hear some re- a little bit of reasoning too behind some yeah. of these choices, especially I hope, I hope you have at least one controversial one. So I wanted to, to take this concept and make sure that it was going to be a well-rounded park. So I didn't want to end up with just all e-tickets um, all the time. So what I did is I thought through what are some different categories of Disney ride. And then I tried to find you know, what, what would fit well in these. So I was, my I was cat- hoping you would go down this route. So, yeah. I, I so my, my categories that. are uh, an e-ticket dark ride, then an old school fantasy land style dark ride, an Omni mover, uh, one miscellaneous other kind of dark ride, a modern coaster, a classic coaster, a spinning ride, a water slash boat ride, a slot car type attraction, a drop ride, a narrated ride, and a transport ride. Is that 12? 
So there's there's not going to be any repeats of these. So there won't be repeats of categories. All right, perfect. Yeah, so this this sounds awesome. Let's do so this. It's one of each. So starting with the e-ticket, uh, a lot of people have been asking you know, what what have I loved the most from this? I've said it a few times. The Beauty and the Beast ride at Tokyo Disneyland for e-ticket dark ride animatronics top notch bar none. They they beat the pants off anything else. That's a really awesome ride. Um, that would be that would get my my win there. I would give if I had to to you know throw some alternates out. And I'm going to do this for a couple of them. Uh, honorable mentions to Mystic Manor at Hong Kong Disneyland. But for me, it's great. But I feel like it's a little bit more of a D ticket than an E ticket. It's more of a supporting cast than a get you in the park kind of ride. And Rise of the Resistance, which is it's really cool. But I would take Beauty and the Beast over Rise. So that's that's that category. Okay. A little controversial there with, yeah, with any, anything over Rise. I like it. Okay, yeah. keep going. So then for the old school Fantasyland style dark ride, um, I voted Pan at Shanghai Disneyland. If I'm completely honest, I can't exactly tell you which of the international pans is the best pan. I need to go back and rewatch the POVs to remember which one is which. But I do know that all of the international pans are better than the two we have in the States. And if you need a pan, it needs to be an international pan. My honorable mentions here are uh, Alice and Snow White from Disneyland. For my Omni Mover, I picked Spaceship Earth. Yeah, I don't think you get you get a better you know you don't get a longer Omni Mover attraction. I don't think anywhere else. But it gives you you get some of the cool history education. You get the the star field thing. You know, coming back to Earth or whatever. I think that's a fun thing, and it's a it's a nice uh, a nice draw from Epcot. Um, I do give the honorable mention to Haunted Mansion at Tokyo Disneyland, which I think may be the best Haunted Mansion. It's got a couple extra little different bits that it does that I think add a nice little pop, and the lighting is much more even and consistent. The one at Disneyland is super dark because they keep it prioritized for um, the Haunted Mansion holiday that where everything fluoresces so much, so the normal one's just super... And question for you, when you say that you think um, Tokyo... Disney's Haunted Mansion is the best. Are you counting Phantom Manor and Mystic Manor as Haunted Mansions, or are you are they so, separate? So I do not count Mystic Manor as a Haunted Mansion because it has it has no overlap with any of the Haunted Mansion storyline or the scenes. It's not even an Omni Mover. Phantom Manor I kind of count because they they copied and pasted a bunch of chunks of Haunted Mansion and then inserted a bunch of other random things. So I would count that as in with the Haunted Mansions, I would say it's my least favorite of the Haunted Mansion-related attractions, um, but I would not count Mystic Manor with those. All right, so we got our Omnimover. What's yeah. next? Then we get our Modern Coaster, and I'm going to give that to Big Grizzly from Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, that was super fun. I really liked that. Uh, my honorable mention goes to Tron. I did really enjoy that. It's super cool. But if I have to pick, I'm picking the Shanghai one over Magic Kingdom. Why, why do you say that? One, they um, don't use the silly lockers. It's so much easier to put your bag on a little cart, have it pushed to the exit, and you pick it right back up when you get off. Uh, but two, you can actually rewrite it. It'll cost you 15 bucks, but you can ride it as many times as you want in a day if you're willing to pay 15 bucks. You're not going to be able to do that in Magic Kingdom for a long time. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I finally got on it this weekend. So yeah, it's um, a fun it ride. A lot of fun, it's great. Yeah. But yeah, I, I hate, I hate what they've got now where the new rides, you, you can ride it once, maybe twice. If you happen to get lucky with a, with a virtual queue and a, uh, 
and a lightning lane. Uh, and that's kind of a bummer because, you know, you want to go and ride the new thing and one or two rides may not be enough. So I give the, I give the edge a little bit to the Shanghai one. But that's that's my modern coaster alternates for the classic coaster. There's really only one contender in my mind, and that is Disneyland Space Mountain. That is the best space, hands down, no question. Nobody else comes close. Um, it's smooth, it's fun, and the version with the original, or at least the only music I've ever known, the Disneyland Space music makes it. Um, don't give me the Hong Kong, or not the Hong Kong. Well, Hong Kong was doing it. Don't give me the, the, the hyperspace mountain overlay like they do at Disneyland, but that's what they were running in Hong Kong. Don't give me the no music that they were doing in Tokyo because those are basically the same coaster. Give me the original Space Mountain music. That's my jam. I, I, it felt like you were not going to you know, do hyperspace, and I think that makes sense. If we're going classic coaster, yeah. you know, didn't even own the rights to Star Wars. Yeah, when, but uh, I, I just I don't love the hyperspace overlay. Like it's it builds all of the excitement and the energy, and it's like okay, you know, you're going through hyperspace, and then you pop out of hyperspace, and there's still another lift hill before the ride actually starts. You know, it's like the pacing is all wrong. The uh, a lot you can't see a lot of the effects as you're going through. It's just like yeah, it's generic space battle laser pew pew pew. Give me the original. I'll take the original. Got it. What's, uh, so, uh, what's the next category? So next we get to spinning ride. And this is one that's going to be controversial. My vote here, because again, one ride per park, Alien Swirling Saucers at Hollywood Studios. I love it. It's oh appropriate. Oh my gosh, I'm walking away. <laughs> I'm walking away. <laughs> Did you know about... <laughs> you probably Joe. don't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. There's no way he knows. No. Okay. It's a running I gag on this podcast and it has been for years. <laughs> It's too good. It's too good, Joe. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's a running. It's a running gag. It was. <laughs> it's like my son's favorite ride. I've like ridden it seven times in a row, at times, and so every time, uh, every every time, gotta ride it. And uh, you know, I, it's it's the point. Like I've become. I've gotten to. For those of you who haven't heard before, if, if you're a new listener to this podcast, it's like Stockholm syndrome for me and Alien Swirling Saucers. Like I've come around on that attraction because of uh being held hostage for so many years so that's that's perfect that's perfect no, it's so. a it's a it's a fun ride uh it's got you know the music it's got the lights especially if you're riding it at night or if you're riding it five o'clock in the morning on galaxy's edge opening day uh and all the cast members are like what are you doing here why are you not in galaxy's edge yeah that's you make some cool memories that way it, that's my vote for spinning ride but also my vote for hollywood studios I guess that could be controversial, but you know, when you're doing rise honorable mention, like, I don't think smugglers run is going to make anything. And I guess, yeah. Uh, let me guess, or is your drop guardians of the galaxy mission breakout? Cause we haven't done DCA yet. Right. We'll find out. Won't we? All right. Let's keep going then. <laughs> don't skip so, it, Joe. I, I don't remember the order. So, yeah. so, uh, I, I do give honorable mentions for the spinning ride to the teacups at Disneyland because I do love that vibe. There's nothing better than being there after dark on a nice, cool, crisp evening, get the lanterns lit up. It's just, it's a great way. To, it's a great vibe. I, I love it. And then I've also got to, got to give a shout out to Astro at Magic Kingdom. I've got, you know, the history and now I've got that, that special memory of ending this challenge on Astro. So it's got to, it's got to have an honorable mention there. Uh, after that, we get to the water slash boat ride category where I went with the best Pirates of the Caribbean 
at Disneyland Paris. It was good. I mean, it was good. I said to you, Joe, I wasn't sure whether I could choose between that and Disneyland. I mean, obviously, you're throwing out the Disney World version of that. Uh, but it's it's a good version. It's a very good version. And it fixes well, people, the pacing issues that the others have. Well, people generally love Shanghai. So, uh, but I I knew that wasn't going to be on your list because, um, you know, we've already done something from Shanghai. So interesting. So yeah, I got to. Okay. I don't remember the Disneyland Paris one at all. And then I couldn't go on Disneyland's because it was under refurbishment last time I was there. But what were you going to say? Yeah, so the Shanghai's is really cool. It's a great spectacle, but I am an AV nerd, and and I notice imperfections in projection mapping. And it probably was revolutionary when it was built, but now I look at it and I see, oh, man, these these projectors need to be much higher resolution for it to look realistic. And, oh, they probably should have done practical effects for that instead of projection mapping. And uh. So it's a great spectacle. I really loved it my first couple of rides. But you, once you've ridden it a couple of times, you start to notice a lot of those little things. But the Disneyland uh, Paris Pirates has um, a lot of the same vibe as the originals. But it also it has some, some new and different scenes. It has much better pacing. It has a bonus drop. And it has a couple cool effects. That's, that's why it gets, it gets my vote. And you don't end the ride with all the boats stacked up in this obnoxious, you know, bumper boats situation for 10 minutes waiting to get off. That's fair enough. That is pretty bad. So, all right, let's go through these last five. Yeah. So then we get the slot car type ride. And there's only three of these. It's Test Track, Radiator Springs Racers, and uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Uh, but I, I felt like I had to include this as a category because Radiator Springs Racers is one of my favorite Disney rides. So it gets the nod for the slot car type ride. So we're left with a drop ride from somewhere else. So yeah. So that left. means that I couldn't pick Guardians for the drop ride, even though Guardians is also one of my favorite rides. But I felt that the Tower of Terror at Walt Disney Studios ran a pretty nice program. I liked what they did with the creepy little girl thing. It, it was a a welcome twist. So I appreciated that. And even though I do prefer Guardians, for the purposes of this, it's by far the best ride at Walt Disney Studios, so it had to get the nod here. When you were there, Crush's Coaster was closed for refurb, right? Yes. So you didn't get to experience that. So, no. I mean, yeah, there's that. that's the only other pick that would possibly be from that park, I think. Somebody could argue Ratatouille. It, it is a nice ride, but it's, it's not an e-ticket, you know? The okay. parachute ride. Nathan. <laughs> I can't even remember what it was called. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a good point. Since you're forced by the arbitrary rules of this to pick something from there, then yeah, that that's yeah. understandable. All right. So then, then we get the category of narrated rod. So this could include anything from a, a jungle cruise to a storybook land canal boats. I picked the Kilimanjaro safaris at Animal Kingdom for my narrated rod. And I had a really great driver slash narrator on my visit during my global ride, my Disney global ride challenge. That's, that's the name. Uh, but I had a really great uh, driver on that. Um, she actually recognized me, knew what I was doing. So that was super cool. Anytime you get to, you know, see a whole bunch of cool animals, you know, that's, that's a big plus. So that, that gets my, that gets my vote for the narrated ride, which leaves us with one category left. And that is the transport ride. So this is a ride that doesn't really 
do a ton, but it moves you around. It may drop you off at the same place you started. It may drop you off at a different place than you started. But ultimately, it's just, you're just moving. And if you've been paying attention to which parks we've covered, which parks we haven't, there's only one park left, and that's the Magic Kingdom. There's only one ride that I think is a fitting transport ride that you could pick from the Magic Kingdom, and that is the People Mover. You're lucky. Yes! You're lucky. You, yes! You're lucky you said that. I was about to kick you off this. I was about to kick you off this thing. You know, at the very beginning, I was like, "People mover better be on here." But when when I like had did the math that Magic Kingdom was what was left, I was like, "If he, you know, I guess no, because Walt Disney World Railroad, the Magic Kingdom one is not the one. Like, if you're gonna right. pick, if you're if gonna you're pick gonna, a railroad, you're picking the Disney that, Railroad. Yeah, it's not gonna be that one. Yeah. So yeah." So yeah, that was that was one of my honorable mentions was the Disneyland Railroad for the the diorama thing, uh, and then the honorable mention at Disneyland is the Main Street vehicles at night. I don't know what how they come up with their schedule of when they do them, but when I finished Disneyland that night, they were running the Main Street vehicles up and down Main Street like twelve thirty in the morning. So I, I got like a twelve thirty a.m. omnibus ride, and so that was super cool. Um, so that's an honorable mention for transport. But that takes us through the end of the 12 parks, 12 rides, 12 categories. Well done. A-plus job. I, I love this list. This is, thanks Except for Except the Alistair Saucers. Except yeah, that, no, A-plus for choosing that. A-plus-plus for choosing that. So appropriate for this podcast. So <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, um, thanks for letting us geek out on that. Hello, everyone. Future Disney Joe here, realizing that we forgot to summarize Nathan's picks, plus we missed one. So without further ado, in post-production, here are Nathan Firesheets. 12 Disney attractions for the ultimate Disney global theme park, one attraction from each park, and usefully broken down into different categories. So for his e-ticket dark ride, the Tale of the Beauty and the Beast from Tokyo Disneyland, the old school Fantasyland dark ride is going to be Peter Pan from Shanghai Disneyland. His Omnimover is going to be Spaceship Earth from Epcot. His other dark ride, which is the one that we missed and forgot to discuss, that is going to be Indiana Jones from Tokyo Disney Sea. His modern coaster is going to be Big Grizzly Mountain Runaway Mine Cars from Hong Kong Disneyland. His classic coaster is going to be Space Mountain, the original from Disneyland Resort in California. His spinning ride, much to my chagrin, is going to be Alien Swirling Saucers from Disney's Hollywood Studios. His water boat ride is going to be Pirates of the Caribbean from Disneyland Paris. His slot car ride, of course, is Radiator Springs Racers from Disney's California Adventure. Drop ride, Tower of Terror from Walt Disney Studios in France because there's not much else at that park to consider. His narrated ride, Kilimanjaro Safaris from Disney's Animal Kingdom. And finally, the transport ride, the People Mover from the Magic Kingdom in Florida. So I think that's a great list, but would love to hear what your thoughts are, what attractions you would add onto the list in those categories, what attractions from the global theme parks you would like to see in the ultimate Disney global theme park. Let us know. DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Deciphered, and let us know there. We'd love to hear your thoughts, definitely, because um, we thought this was a really fun exercise. All right. Post-production Joe gone. Back to the regular episode. All right. So what's next for you, Nathan? I know you put together really amazing videos on YouTube. And if you haven't watched his Coast to Coast video, it's one of the most gripping things I watched during the pandemic. So highly, highly recommend it. So so when can we see the uh, Global Ride Challenge uh, recap? 
I have absolutely no idea. (laughs) I have something like four or five terabytes of video footage to sort through. It's hundreds of hours of footage that I have to go through and find the right bits and cut them all up. And, you know, I've got a full-time job and other travel and things lined up. So I really don't know when it's going to be that I'm going to get the big, big video out. But I do have a couple plans for some uh, some kind of stopgap things to kind of, you know, uh, wet your appetite a bit. So uh, keep an eye out uh, you know, in the coming weeks. Hopefully I can have something up here fairly soon and then you know, get some more detail out as I'm able. Uh, that's definitely the plan. Got it. All right. Well, you've stopped b- being on so many podcasts and then you'll maybe be able to get that all together. Any other challenges that you're dreaming up? I know you got everybody on Twitter with your uh, <laughs> April Fool's Day challenge, including Joe for a minute or two. So no, that was like a solid like eight hours that I went about my day thinking that he was going to do it. You know? Yeah. So, so for, for those turned who me into a believer. See, yeah. I, I posted basically that I was going to visit every chain operated uh, theme park in the U S and ride all of their coasters, uh, all of their operating adult rideable coasters in like an eight week mega trip. I tried to kind of toe the line between reasonable and, and crazy. Uh, but apparently uh, once you've done all 12 Disney parks in 12 days, people tend to think that you can do anything. And so a lot of people, you know, were like, yeah, yeah, yeah if anybody could do it, he can do it. Uh, and so, yeah, so hopefully I didn't disappoint too many people with that. Uh, but yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun little logistics thing to think about just the idea of, and, and even just making the map of what the route would be, you know, that was a fun couple hours, uh, to, to throw that together. But, uh, as far as like real things to do next, I don't know the, uh, how do you top 12 parks in 12 days? So, uh, I'm Later this year, I'm I'm visiting uh, North Dakota and Montana to cross off the last two states of the 50 that I haven't visited. So that'll be my next kind of big check mark. But challenge-wise, I don't know. I, I have an idea, but I need somebody to bankroll a VIP tour. Um, I really want to do a, uh, a to do a race between me doing challenge strategies and somebody on a VIP tour to see uh, it, who comes out ahead at the end of the day. I think that would be a really entertaining thing, but I certainly can't can't afford to <laughs> can't afford to do a VIP tour all day. But maybe maybe we'll uh, we'll get uh, a little further along, and somebody will be willing to uh, to bankroll that because I think that would be a really cool adventure. I mean, you know what you could do is I'm sure people who followed you are Club Thirty Three members, and so like they get like VIP they get complimentary or I don't know four VIP tours or whatever. So like no one would even have to like pay extra than what they already have for you just need to get someone you need. And maybe a club 33 member would want to do it, like try to get as many hey, attractions as they can done on if, a VIP If there's tour a club then, 33 member listening and you're interested in this. Oh, no, know, that wouldn't be our podcast. No, that's hey, not our you never know. You never know. If you're out <laughs> yeah. there and you're listening, let me know. Hit me up. Be like, hey, I, I heard your idea. I'm interested. And we'll, we'll try to figure something out because I think that could be really fun. Yes, yeah, maybe but, somebody um, in the universe is listening. So we hope so. And Leslie and I have to come on the VIP tour team. So that's that's also yeah. a 
Yeah. So I, I've been flirting with wanting to do some sort of a parkeology or every ride challenge at some point. I mean, I did the the thing on the first day of Genie Plus at Disneyland where I did all of the 19 Genie Plus attractions in a single day. And yeah. I think you were tweeting at me at the time, Nathan, where I was just like, it's it was ultimately a breeze. But, you know, if you understand any sort of basics about Disneyland ride operation, I'm tempted. I'm tempted. I'll start saving do it, my pennies. Do it. You can do it. <laughs> but that definitely started Disneyland. Definitely yeah. Oh, yeah. Disneyland. No, I couldn't. I, I think. I could I know Disneyland much better, so it's a place to start. So everybody should follow Nathan on a underscore coaster underscore story. Um, and before we close this out, Nathan, why don't you leave us with our traditional Disney do or don't? What's one last tip you want to pass on to our listeners? Okay, so I'm going to say do come up with challenges as ways to enhance your park experience. They could be really fun, they could be really awesome, and it can be anything you want it to be. There's all kinds of things you can do, whether it's trying to ride all the Genie Plus rides in a day or just riding the mountains or doing everything at one park or you know, whatever, seeing how many times you can ride one ride. Whatever, whatever you want it to be, come up with something and, and go out and do it because that'd be fantastic. But don't get so focused on doing your challenge that you lose sight of the parks and the rides that you're there to experience. Because if your focus just becomes on doing the challenge for the challenge's sake and you're not having fun anymore, then, then what are you really doing? So find something that's going to be cool and interesting as a way to plus your experience. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be anything super crazy or intense. Just pick out something fun to do and do it. Great tip. Now, uh, said at a underscore coaster underscore story multiple times and follow Nathan there. But I want to make sure we haven't missed anything, Nathan. So is there anywhere else that people can connect with you or is that the I mean, place to do it? Generally speaking, my preference is to connect on Twitter uh, at a underscore underscore coaster underscore story. Um, and then my YouTube is the same. Um, I've had a lot of people that have you know added me on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, I'm generally not going to yeah, accept invites from people that, that I've never interacted with before. Yeah. And I really don't use my Instagram. So it's really like reach out on Twitter and then we'll, we'll kind of go from there. If it's, if it's something that, that needs to go somewhere else. Well, thank you again so much for coming on and sharing some of your experience with us and also talking about uh, your ideal randomly generated park due to arbitrary rules uh congratulations again on completing the global ride challenge uh, it's just been a real pleasure and honor to talk to you thank you so much and good luck in everything you do next yeah thanks for having me i really enjoyed it